Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we are getting into a discussion. I'm I'm going to call it a discussion around mobility. Uh, that's what um uh, that's what I'm going to call it, and we are going to be talking to probably um you know one of the best known names um you know when people want to you know rent a vehicle um you know in South Africa that is Avis, and we're just going to be chatting with them because um, you know they found themselves um, you know uh, launching a new platform uh, called iLease and we're just going to be trying to understand you know what that is you know what it's about and where uh, you know they are going to be placing themselves in the market and uh, for today on the side of uh, on of Avis we are joined by Tlabintla um, who is the COO of uh, of Avis uh, to give us an understanding of all that. Flabby, greetings to you. Thank you, Madua. Um And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank good you so evening. much. Thank you so much for being with us. I think... Uh, usually at this point, you know, when it comes to these sessions, we ask people to tell us about their businesses. But I think Avis, with its uh, red and white logo, is, uh, you know, a well-known name in the market. But maybe you could give us, uh, we typically know them from cars renting. Maybe you have a fuller picture that you can give us of what Avis's business is. Is it simply just the, uh, you know, renting that we that we know about, or is there a little bit more that uh, people should be aware of? Um, thanks, Medua. Um And I think that is one of the things that um, when we talk to people about Avis, um, it's always um, such an enlightenment um, when we actually talk about what we offer um, within the marketplace. Um, yes, we are very uh, well known for car rental at the airport, um, for business trips, for leisure trips, uh, but we do a whole lot more than that. Um, we are actually an integrated mobility um, solutions provider um, operating in 10 African countries um, within sub-Saharan Africa. We offer the traditional car rental services and not only to individuals, we have a whole host of corporates. Uh, we offer up, uh, specific products to insurance companies um, and we offer services to public sector within the rental space as well. Um, we have commercial partners, uh, banks, loyalty partners, rewards partners, airlines and the likes. Uh, but I think the the less known side of the business that we operate within the Avis fleet brand um, is our leasing um, business. That is where we offer long term mobility solutions. So we, we, we distinguish and say on the short term rental side, um, we say that's short term mobility. It's from a driven service. Um, including our chauffeur-driven services as well as our luxury collection. Um, but we then have a whole host of offering within the Avis fleet leasing side um, where we offer long-term, so anything from 12 months um, up to basically eight years um, of a contract where a customer um, wants mobility. We have traditionally offered these leasing products to um, corporates as well as public sector entities. And within there, I mean, we offer from a motorcycle uh, that you want to lease out, um, supporting um, entities like the um, 
JMPD with their motorbikes. Um, we offer passenger vehicles, light commercial vehicles, as well as um, extra heavy commercial vehicles that would typically be doing uh, freight, as well as uh, what is used within the logistics uh, sector. Within that space, um, we offer a whole host of value-added products and services that include the licensing of the vehicle, maintenance, um, um, traffic fine management, uh, fuel management, uh, fuel cards, insurance. Um, so it is really an all-encompassing um, solution um, where we provide um, customers with a one-stop shop solution for all things mobility. Um, so I think we, we we do a lot broader work than just um, being at the airport and providing uh, short-term rental services. We also have um, 14 car sales dealerships where we sell um, used vehicles, and this is directly to the public as well as um, corporate customers. So we do a whole lot more um, than just uh, providing rental services. We provide all things mobility. All right. So it certainly sounds like, you know, like you said, that there is a lot that's going on, um, you know, in that particular mix of different uh, products and services, um, you know, all the way from, you know, just being able to rent uh, a particular car, you know, all the way down to being able to actually buy, um, you know, a vehicle. Yeah. So there's a lot that's going on there. Now about, uh, I'm going to call it two or so weeks ago, uh, there was an announcement from uh, Avis and I think it was specifically Avis Fleet and um, you know that was around um, iLease um, you know a new platform that you guys have uh, you know come up with and um, that sees you guys getting into we called it I remember when I wrote this two weeks ago I said uh, you know Avis Fleet was joining the flexible car rental market uh, that's the way that we uh, that's the way that we framed it because on this particular platform we've covered the likes of Flex Club we've covered the likes of uh, Planet 42, um, you know, who have been specializing in the vehicle and car subscription space, um, right? And I saw this announcement and I was like, ah, car subscriptions, this is what's going on. <laughs> so, you know, you need to tell me, you know, whether we interpreted that uh, correctly or not, because uh, those are those were not the words that um, Avis used, but that was more of a, okay, I've been covering this space, I've seen this before, these are car subscriptions. Are these car subscriptions? In, in simple terms, they are car subscriptions. Um, yeah. But I think it is worth noting that even within the the term car subscriptions um there's a there's a continuum um you can get a subscription for three months that uh, there's quite a number of uh, service providers that have actually come into this market maybe maybe let me start by saying that we actually have been in cost shorter term car subscriptions for a while now we at the height of covid um, when we had uh, quite a number of vehicles standing, we had to apply a different strategy of looking for alternative markets and look at how do how do we get um, increased utilization uh, with the fact that there were quite a number of vehicles standing and people were not moving at the time. Um, we went then uh, launched uh, what we call the the monthly special. Um, where a customer could come in and get a 
one month, two months, three months, up to 11 months um, of a of a subscription. And we actually saw um, our vehicles on the road. Um, you would imagine that at a time of very restricted movement and when we were trying out something new, I think at the height of it, we had about 6,000 vehicles on short-term subscriptions at the time. And this showed us that there is a demand, and this was back in 2020 when we launched the short-term subscription. And with with that uptake, uh, we saw that there is a demand within the marketplace where people are looking at more flexible ways of of, uh, using a car without necessarily owning it um, and alternative ways of mobility. And part of uh, when we went out with the short-term subscription, we had quite a number of customers saying, um, when are you going to look at something longer than 11 months? Uh, Because currently the maximum term was 11 months. Um, We listened to our customers and we also did um, quite extensive research in terms of understanding the changing trends in how people consume uh, goods and services. Um, You will be quite familiar with this uh, sharing economy or the usership economy, um, which when we articulate um, part of our aspiration is to deepen the penetration of that usership economy within the South African space, um, specifically within mobility. Um, We've seen the usership um, economy just blow up and um, grow at incremental rates uh, within various industries. Um, You know, Netflix uh, within uh, the entertainment space um, where consumers want to use services and now consume goods um, on a usership uh, basis. Um, we all recognize that we don't need to own something uh, to 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 make use of it. Um, and so that is that is really where we looked at there is a need within the marketplace. Consumers um, are changing the way they they think about um, certain assets. And really, a car isn't an asset. Um, it's it's a it's you 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 drive it off the dealership floor, and that you you you've seen that curve uh, for how your 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 vehicle loses value as soon as you drive it out of the the vehicle uh, floor. So we went then down this road to say there's increased demand in the market. We've seen uh, the uptake with short term uh, subscriptions, uh, but now people are wanting something longer term. Um, so we then launched iLease, um, but it is holistically really a subscription. But what we really try to do is say, how do we differentiate ourselves from other players within the marketplace? Um, and how do we add value um, to a consumer that is changing and their needs are changing? And so that was really our entire uh, thought process when we launched iLease um, as a, a long-term subscription um, product. Firstly, let me say that I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, if we were doing this live and on stage, you might we might have had a few rotten tomatoes thrown at us when you said that a car is not an asset. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you look at the numbers. You look at the numbers. No, 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 listen. Of course, from a, what you call this, uh, from a finance point of view, and I completely agree with you, right? Because um, there's more money that comes out of your pocket with a car than there is 
you know money that comes uh, that comes in even if you then sell your car at a good price in a few years time you've probably spent way more on it than you're ever gonna make back so i completely understand where you're coming from but i just know that for many people they do look at it um you know as uh, they look at their vehicles uh what you call this as assets and there's probably a lot more education uh that we need to do you know around some of these aspects to make people realize that guys actually this thing you know it's it's a draw on your money and you need to structure your finances recognizing um you or what you call this uh, that particular fact mm. and I- <laughs> I guess it's an emotional thing, right? <laughs> South, South Africans love to own things, particularly cars. And I think for the longest time, um, and even today, um, cars remain a status symbol. And I think, you know, when 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 you think about whether it's an asset or an, a liability, <laughs> dare I say, another rotten potato. I can see I can see the egg right now <laughs> coming through. Um, but it's it's it it really is a for for many people a vehicle is a is a means to an end. Uh, you utilize it um, within your business to deliver goods and uh, uh, services. You use it to get to work uh, so that you can earn a living. Um, It's a means to an end. Um, And so the risk that comes with owning a car um, and all of the administrative uh, burdens that come with owning a vehicle, you know, when there are alternatives um, in terms of traditionally, this is what we've done. You finance, you finance the vehicle, you take all the risk and you pay it off over time. Um, but if you think about um, the, um, the practicalities of how do you lessen your own risk um, of even at resale, um, sometimes you get a good deal and sometimes you don't. Sometimes uh, you get an upside and you don't have to pay money into what you um, owe to a financial institution. And sometimes you do have to pay, put money in. So it is, um, again, people are trying to uh, de-risk themselves and outsource uh, certain risks that you don't necessarily have to take. And I mean, that that that's uh, an old age phenomenon um, if you look at how we insure ourselves against everything. And I guess alternative mobility really looks at how do you de-risk yourself get a vehicle that you can use, a vehicle that represents you, a vehicle that you choose, that is for your dedicated use, but it's really for using it to get to your end, whatever your end looks like, um, and not taking um, all of the the risk of maintenance, um, tires. I mean, with the the road infrastructure, you know how how painful it is to 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 have to drive in Mudiwa on a month when you didn't expect it, and now you've got you've hit potholes and you have to spend on tires. Um, so it's really around how do you do risk um, yourself against um, all of all of the the things that come with owning a vehicle. I completely understand, and I'm there with you. Uh, I remember. I'm going to call it a dark time in 2022. 
two early 2022 uh where i had to replace two tires on my car in the space of a week because of potholes and it wasn't pretty my pocket was definitely not smiling um you know at the time so i'm i'm definitely there with you on that particular front but when it comes to ownership you know we spoke you spoke earlier on about you know that emotional factor that people have when it comes to ownership of vehicles but you know, um, layering that with the fact that people are trying to de-risk themselves. One of the things that we are curious to understand then is at what point did Avis decide that this was something that you guys wanted to make a a, 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 a full product? I think we've seen, um, you know, the rise of subscriptions, um, you know, in a number of different sectors led quite a bit by software and entertainment packages. Uh, but we've now started seeing, um, you know, subscription and annuity types of businesses coming up in a number of uh, different sectors. Uh, like I said, we've had Planet 42 and Flex Club on this platform before. And I remember the first time because I was exposed to Flex Club before Planet 42. And I remember asking Tinashe Rosane, what is a car subscription, you know, at the time, All right? And I remember he described it to me as a hybrid between a lease and uh, a hybrid between a lease and a rental, right? And one of the things that we were aware of is that there was some partnership that was in place between the likes of Flex Club and Avis at some point. So... Avis has clearly been, you know, uh, keeping an eye on this market. So the question then becomes, at what point do you decide, okay, fine, we're going to go in with both feet and we're going to, you know, do something, um, you know, for ourselves. And maybe you could talk to us about, you know, any partnerships or support that maybe you guys have had uh, to put in place to to bring this product to market. So I think um, we started seriously thinking about subscriptions as part of the the 2020 strategy when um movement was was uh, just restricted travel there was no travel interprovincial travel there was no inbound there was the, nobody was landing at Owatambo uh nobody was landing at King Shaka for anything so that that side of the business almost um died overnight um, and we already had the assets in place. Um, we had vehicles standing and we had to be agile about how do we rethink of other market pools um, that are non-traditional, um, almost in survivalist mode in the beginning. Um, so 2020, we then launched it um, and along the way, um, we formed the partnership with Flex Club, uh, where we had the relationship, um, and they were uh, an alternative route to market. Um, but we were already offering uh, the service, so you could go through Avis or you could go through Flex Club. Um, and I think with um, seeing the uptake at that point uh, and seeing the the you know the continued uptake, uh, we still offer the short term um, subscriptions. Uh, but with voice of customer, uh, that's one of the things that Avis, we we try to understand exactly what the customer needs. And um, what, when we hear the voice of customer saying, we actually want uh, something for a longer term, 
that's when uh, late last year, then we thought we already understand the market. Um, we already understand the product. We've got the capabilities. We've got the brand. And we we can build up a different market um, within the South African um, and, and really sub-Saharan African market um, to look at this longer term um, subscription. So late last year is when we said we're going for it. And we're we're going in full force. I think there were obviously a few just capability gaps that we had to fill out um, in terms of on the Avis fleet side, we never dealt with uh, private individuals. Uh, we always dealt with a juristic person, whether it was a small business, a corporate or a, a public sector entity. So we then started uh, building up the, the product to say, how do we make it? better solution um, orientated for a private individual um, and then how do we look at the um, um, credit vetting as well as affordability tests and so we haven't partnered up with um, any um, separate entities um, to to bring this to market um, we did um, do it in-house we've partnered up with a certain people for components of some of the capability um, where we say, uh, do you insource or outsource um, certain things? But I think no major players um, within the, the actual route to market uh, to get to this point. It is an interesting space to be in, uh, Tlabi, um, and especially because you guys have so many different products, you know, on the, what you call this, on that spectrum, you know, between uh, rental and, you know, full ownership. And I think for me then, just from an educational piece, I'm putting on my consumer hat. And one of the things I'm now asking is, okay, cool. So, We've heard previously that uh, car subscription is a hybrid between uh, a, a rental and a lease, right? But from an Avis point of view, how do you guys distinguish, um, you know, these different offerings? Um, I know that you were talking earlier on about the fact that there had been customer feedback where people wanted, um, you know, access to maybe uh, longer terms and that type of thing. But... In your world, right? Where, where's the way? How does the continuum work? Where does a rental stop? Where does a subscription begin and end? Where's the lease? You know, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe you could help us to to make sense of that because I'm pretty sure that someone who then comes to um, Avis or any other player such as yourselves, you know, needs to actually understand what they're signing up for. Am I signing up for a lease? Am I signing up for a subscription? Like, like what, what's distinguishing these, uh, this, this, this breadth of products that you guys have? Sure. So if we, if we look at the spectrum and I guess it's a, it's an evolving spectrum, right? Because our, our needs are changing. <laughs> uh, yes. Mudiwa next day will tell me that he wants something completely different, but right now the spectrum starts at, if we think of uh, mobility on demand, Mm. that says I am sitting here right now, but at this point I need to get to somewhere um, and I don't have um, access to mobility, my own mobility. So I need it now. I need to get somewhere that's on demand. That's where it starts. So that we've got um, a service um, that we call um, the, our chauffeur driven service. Um, 
and point-to-point uh, -point services where it is, um, I want to be able to then call on somebody to drive me, and that's a driven service. Then you move on to a self-drive service. Uh, the self-drive service is where you say, I need, I'm going to need a vehicle for three days. Um, I'm going to land in Cape Town or wherever, but it's for a defined period, but it's for a few days. Um, so that is what we call short-term rental. That's a rental. And then as soon as you start going into, I need this vehicle for my own personal use for more than a month, and I'm going to sign up a contract for multiple months. That's where you start getting into the subscription space, where you still have the opportunity to bring back the vehicle, um, but you have committed to taking it for several months. So let's say, I mean, right now we're living in the gig economy. Uh, sometimes you've got a gig for six months, and um, that is the only time you know that you'll have an income definitely for the next six months, and you're going to require mobility for the next six months. Then you sign up a, a subscription for six months to say this is I would like to get this vehicle for 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 uh, this defined period. We've got um, a different alternative to that where you actually say I would like to sign up a subscription for six months, but I am not in the same city at all times. In the world of virtual work, sometimes you. Your office is based in Johannesburg, but you actually reside in Cape Town. You only need to be in the office once, one, one week a month, let's say, as an example. So you actually can take out a subscription for six months or for however long, really. Um, and that gives you access to a car group. So, Mudua, you say, I want to have a, whatever, a BMW X3. You take the BMW X3. Uh, while you're in Cape Town, it's your daily use. When you leave a Cape Town International Airport, you leave your X3 there. When you land at Oartambo, you pick up another X3 and you continue driving it, but you're only paying one subscription. So that is called Avis where you are. It's a You have a car where you are, this similar car wherever you are, but that's designed for people who um, do not necessarily stay in one city and do not want to be confined to only having mobility in, in that same place. It works out cheaper than having your car that you're paying for parked in your garage and then you land at Oertambo. Then you have to still get either an on-demand service or you need to hire a different car. Uh, so it works best for, for people who commute quite a lot. So that's another variation of that subscription. And then you have um, another individual who says, um, you know what, I would like a flexible and a tailored uh, solution uh, that looks at getting a car that I want. I still want to choose the car. I want to spec out the car. It is my car. Um, I want something that's convenient. Uh, I want to pay one monthly payment where I don't have to worry about anything else. And I will take the car for the next four years. I'll take the car for the next three years. Um, and I have no intention of uh, owning the vehicle because the reality is that a lot of people actually don't pay, they, they don't buy vehicles and pay them up um, and continue to drive them when they paid up. I don't know. I don't know how many, if you ask your friends, ask ask just a group of five people uh, who's paid off a car and still uses it um, uh, once it, they've paid it off. So even when they go the traditional route, a lot of people um, after 
38, 40 months, um, you will usually get the urge to get a trade in and look for an alternative vehicle and the likes. Um, so the this Avis I lease is built uh, for that individual who says, I want an individualized and tailored solution um, based on a car that I want, uh, but I want to pay one uh, payment for maintenance, for tires, for insurance, for uh, roadside assistance, for tracking unit, because that's what your payment includes. Uh, you never have to go and worry about um, getting your license disc because we will send it to you before you know that it's even about to expire. So those are just some of the, the convenience things um, that you will then uh, look at. But it's somebody who says, I want something flexible, I want it tailored, um, and I want it to be convenient all in one payment but I want it to be my car. So you'll take it for 36, 48 months. So that's that's currently the spectrum um, of um, what's a rental. A rental, you can you, you have it for a few days and you can return it at any point. Um, and, and so it goes. Okay. Now, thank you so much for that. I think that helps to educate us in a huge way, um, right? Because um, I think the spectrum is where I think sometimes some of the confusion comes from. So at least we now have a firm understanding, you know, uh, from yourself just around what the spectrum from an Avis point of view looks like, you know, where a rent rental begins and ends, where subscription uh, begins and ends, and then you get into lease territory and the different options uh, that are available, um, you know, on that. The example that you gave, I think it's a really cool one. I would only substitute an X3 for an X5 and then but that ability that wherever you are there is there is a vehicle that that I think is um, you know uh, a really great one and it leads me to then wonder who are you targeting you mentioned the fact just now that um, from an Avis fleet point of view one of the biggest shifts is now dealing with uh, individuals, you know, as opposed to, you know, organizations or corporate entities, right? Do you envision a future where your primary subscription customer is the individual or does it continue to be businesses? I think it, it's, it's, it's going to be a blend. Um, and I think the, the biggest, okay. the biggest, um, challenge for us, uh, not challenge, uh, but I think the biggest the biggest determinant um, that's on the table that's going to really um, determine how it swings is the education factor. Mm. I think consumers um, and education around um, different options for mobility and even affordability for mobility. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they think about can I afford this car, they think about the installments, but there's a whole lot more that comes with having a car than just the installments. So it's around that that education piece is a big one. Um, but I think, you know, with with changing consumer needs, I think, um, and the the various new generations that are coming in, um, I think that that switch is certainly happening and not only within mobility. I think it'll also be propelled uh, by the switch with all things subscription, um, really. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, before we let you go, uh, Tlabi, uh, maybe you could, uh, one of the other, you know, aspects of the equation is 
do you see this as a as a South Africa play or do you see this as something that could work you know across the group and the reason I ask is simply because uh, markets are not homogeneous right they're different there's different uh, levels of affordability different demands different trends um, you know different feelings about ownership and that type of thing so you know how do you see that evolution happening from whatever research you've done so I don't think it's a it's a South Africa play only at all. Um, I think it will follow similar trends. I mean, if you look at um, a number of European countries, um, if you look at the UK, let's use the UK as an example, leasing a vehicle, probably about 50% of the population leases vehicles instead of owning them. If you look at Australia, uh, that number is probably sitting at about 35%. Um, of the population leasing vehicles instead of owning them. A lot of European countries have moved towards um, usership rather than owning vehicles. Um, and I think within South Africa, we often do see a lag uh, within our trends, mostly because of that education part. But I think as we educate consumers um, and as you know, consumers just become more aware of the alternatives, it will definitely grow. And I think within the, the the greater Africa, if you look at other trends within the usership economy, they have they have followed suit. Uh, if you look at how um, multi-choice um, and um, streaming services in greater Africa, um, they have moved. And that's streaming services for television. That's just another example of... Um, consuming services differently within the usership space. So I think um, it, it certainly will be a task um, that we continue to focus on voice of customer, understand what the customer is saying within the region, because as you said, we're not ho um, homogenous, um, and keep a close eye on that to, to make sure that we tweak um, whatever doesn't work within a certain um, geography um, to our other um, African territories, whether it be in Mozambique, Namibia, Botswana, uh, Zambia, uh, but really have our ear on the ground in terms of what is the customer saying. Um, and that's one of the things that we really do do uh, pride ourselves with is uh, continuous improvement. Um, we continuously will improve our offering as well as our customer experience uh, based on the, the feedback that we get from customers. It is a very interesting space to watch and to see. I always like telling the story of when I was last in China and you driving around certain streets. I was uh, in Shenzhen. You'd see these scooters, um, not the ones that you sit on, but the ones that you sort of stand on. Uh, these electric scooters just strewn about, you know, certain streets because they have certain services where you literally pay for time uh, on a scooter. And if your if your day, two days, whatever it is, runs out, then the scooter just automatically stops. So wherever you are, it just stops, and and uh, <laughs> you, you sort of either pay to continue, but a lot of people just yeah. abandon these scooters wherever they are. Uh, which was a very interesting thing to see, you know, on my end. And then you've also seen it in uh, 
other African, uh, not African markets in places like Europe where they do something similar but with cars, except that it's not, it doesn't just stop, but rather you use, you pay, you use the vehicle to, to maybe get you from one point to another. Then you just, you know, leave it in a designated parking space and then you continue with your life. And so there's so many different models around uh, mobility that are there and what i wanted to end off with is uh is my pitch and then you know maybe you can you know um maybe you can adjudicate my pitch and tell me uh whether or not uh this makes any sense or whether i need to go back to the drawing board uh-huh. oh yes in africa and specifically South Africa, there is this ongoing debate about electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Electric vehicles are still very expensive because uh, government hasn't come to the party when it comes to import taxes and incentives that have been seen in places like Europe, the United States, China, and others. That's one side of the equation. On the mm-hmm. other side of the equation, one could argue that the charging infrastructure is still, you know, quite nascent in a market like South Africa. I have seen that certain OEMs have gone about, you know, putting together a charging network where you can drive from, let's say, Johannesburg to Cape Town. But I Mm -hmm. think range anxiety, you know, is still a thing for most EV drivers in the country. My pitch would be, surely... If electric vehicles are as inaccessible as they are, maybe a subscription service, uh, you know, would be the way forward. Obviously, someone in that equation is taking the risk because um, the cost of the vehicle hasn't changed and the tax it and all of that stuff hasn't changed. So maybe it would be targeted to someone who's willing to pay a little bit extra you know, for a subscription to an EV, but doesn't necessarily have the money to outright buy, let's say, an Audi e-tron GT for 3 million rand or something like that. So that I I would think that might be a solution if we're going to try and help the South African market to get onto the EV bandwagon, you know, in some way. So that's my pitch. And uh, yeah, I, I yield my time. yeah i think i think your pitch your pitch has uh there's certain things i can help you with and there are others that i can't so i can i can certainly um see the the opportunity um for subscription um within electric vehicles i think it would certainly get a lot more people exposed to electric vehicles without the commitment um and it would also um really as as you said uh, the affordability the affordability part of it is is probably going to be the part i <laughs> one of the things that i can't help you with because the the price is the price, right? Uh, that will all need to go to the manufacturers, um, as well as then the government collaborations um, for the um, for the for the incentives. Range anxiety, um, I think, is another one that is actually, if we try to, if we actually demystified it, 
um, and looked at the charging infrastructure that actually already exists within the country, I think we could we could break down some of that um, because I think a lot of it is really in the lack of knowledge of how much, um, how many charging stations there are. What's your guess? Three to five thousand. Oh, that's that's quite ambitious, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to correlate it with how many service stations there probably are in the country, which I think are way more than that. Yeah, no, we're we're not there yet, Mudiwa. Uh, oh. We're not there yet. At the last count, I think there were about at least four hundred and fifty. But on yeah, major, that, that's routes, much lower. Yeah. That no, that's definitely not the three thousand <laughs> that you're talking three to five thousand that you're yeah. referring to. Uh, but I think people think that they aren't they aren't there. But I think if you if you looked at the actual map and you looked at the the network, um, it they are more than uh, we think. Um, so range anxiety could probably be be um, demystified in that way. But I, I like the proposition um, and I'm all for it. I think it is um, certainly one that we will continue evaluating. We are always speaking to manufacturers about uh, electric vehicles. We are always actually test driving. I was I had one, what's today? Uh, I had one two days ago. Um, and I, we, we continuously engaging with manufacturers to bring them around so we can test drive them, look at the affordability and see how we, um, include them into the fleet, um, as options for customers, um, give them feedback. Um, it was quite comfortable. Um, I did not have the range anxiety. I think the one thing that does still get to my head is the fact that you don't, you don't hear, there's no ignition sound. Yeah, You're not yeah, sure if, yeah. the, if the car's on or not. Um, but I think we will certainly get there um, in terms of just the, the electric vehicle um, space. We, we certainly are uh, committed as Avis to um, looking at all of the options and adding them to the fleet and getting more people exposed uh, to them without necessarily committing. All right. So I think that's where we end off. Uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, for people that are listening to this, you might want to, you might be, you might be looking at uh, history in the making, you know, for those that, uh, you know, maybe want to get, get, get involved. It is an interesting space, um, mobility, um, in South Africa. Uh, it was really great, you know, just understanding, you know, where we are and some of the trends, uh, particularly, uh, what Lavi was talking about earlier on to say that, um, there has been a lot of movement. Uh, yes, people are quite emotional about wanting to own their vehicles, but um, at the moment, some of that is, seems to be outweighed uh, by people's um, by people's want uh, to de-risk themselves and to also reduce uh, some of the cost burdens uh, that are associated with traditional car ownership. Um, so we've seen, uh, you know, the emergence um, of this hybrid, this middle, um, you know, where a person has, uh, you know, the ability to subscribe to a vehicle as opposed to, you know, renting, you know, one, uh, and as opposed to uh, having a full lease or having ownership, um, you know, of a 
particular car. What was uh, what was quite interesting is you know maybe getting a sense um, you know of the fact that uh, you know this is something that is likely going to do well not only in South Africa but has the potential you know to do well in a number of uh, different African markets. Um, you know I think the only I think the piece that uh, you know I would add is uh, it would probably be uh, the mix you know of uh, what type of vehicles um you know people are subscribing for you know might be a little bit different i would imagine that in a country like kenya um if you were to do you know subscriptions to scooters for example uh you know you might do particularly well um you know in a market like that with uh, with the, what you call this with that and also at the same time understanding um, you know, understanding the fact that um, there is a lot, there's a lot of nuance in the way that people are going about and thinking um, around, uh, you know, spending uh, in the way that they live right now. People aren't tied down to one location anymore. What does that do to to to, to trends of ownership? Because over time, uh, we, people have mentioned this before to say that we might end up in a world where a person is, you know, so in essence, um, the the usage and sharing economy just becomes a way of life. Your 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 accommodation is taken care of uh by the likes of Airbnb your mobility is taken care of by the likes of uh of of Avis your entertainment is you know subscription based and you know so on and so forth and you, you know we just end up um you know in that way of life so that's been it it has been a fascinating one thank you so much uh we were talking to Tlabintla uh who is uh the chief operating officer of uh, at Avis Clubby, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Madua. Thank you for a good conversation uh, where people would like to get more information. Uh, Avisilease.co.za. Um, happy to engage um, and to get further details from the team. But uh, thank you for, for having me. Thank you so much. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from us, and the rest of the team. It is good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.